Hey everyone, welcome to More Than Meets These Guys. This is another uh, episode of Boo with the Excellent Underground and myself going over the comics. But we decided to change gears. Uh, if you listened to the first episode, you'll realize that we d- decided to take a stab at doing the UK comics because, you know, as, as Americans, and I know this isn't true for everyone else, but as Americans, we didn't have a uh, first run at the UK comics. So there's a lot of stories we never saw in the US that we've seen later years. So uh, this would be a good way to do yeah. it. But at this point, we're still in what would be the uh, the American run because of the first four issues, which is the first eight issues of the uh, UK, is still that original limited series. So right. because of that, we're jumping ahead to UK issue number three, which is uh, would be essentially like the first half of issue uh, two of uh, the American two. comic. So, uh, Liam, let's right. get this thing started because I got to say also what you think you pointed out to me, like I believe last week or we, Kevin, we were talking is they don't always have the issues colored. Like there's color and there's line art, there's color and line art. Right. And man, I'm loving the line art. It's clean. It yeah, really- it's very good line art. <clears throat> Did you see in the letters column, though, where there was a guy complaining about it already? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that. I, I read another letter, but I didn't get that one though. It's like, you know, Transformer fan, you know, foundation right there is complaining about the franchise. <laughs> <laughs> like the very beginning. <laughs> well, same on brand at least, right? <laughs> right. What's the saying? No one hates Transformers more than Transformer fans. <laughs> Man, that's so true. <laughs> oh, and to catch up on something that we overlooked last time is uh you know, you said the spark plug on the cover looked like somebody famous, <laughs> and we figured it out. Yeah. And you want to do the reveal or? Oh, Joe Don himself. Yeah. Mitchell. For yeah, MC Mitchell for from MSG. <laughs> Joe Don Baker. Oh, walking tall. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, spark plug on the cover, I mean, is a spitting image of Joe Don Baker. If they didn't use Joe Don Baker, he was on their mind when they made that picture. <laughs> we, were, we were talking over uh, over Discord, and uh, I'm over there shopping at um, Kroger after we uh, we did the last um, uh, you know episode, the first episode, and uh, no 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 you know Kroger doesn't uh, doesn't fund us, but if you know, we DMs are open, but uh, the women were walking around just like trying to figure it out. Like, man, it feels like someone, an older actor, like something that made me on MST3K, and I. Yeah, I don't know if you thought of it at first. I was like, "It was you." You, it's you Mitchell. You... <laughs> yeah, when you said that, I looked at him. I was like, "Oh my god, it it's is Joe Baker." Don Baker. <laughs> Look, I think we just sat sweating. there and laughed for like five minutes. Oh god, as, I was done. <laughs> the realization. He he looks like he's had less bourbon and uh and cigarettes and uh less sweaty, but it's definitely his face. <laughs> <laughs> no Linda Evans, Un- unfortunately for him. Oh, for him. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's Buster's mom. Oh, that's why she's not there. Right. Linda Evans like, I can't. No, I'm done. I'm out of here. Oh my God. That was fantastic. I gotta I gotta find something to, to put in this uh, episode uh, with Joe Don Baker as long as he doesn't sue us. Um he don't, he don't just wants to kick your butt. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll the cage match with you, Joe Don. We'll film it and put it up on the uh, on the on the on the Discord. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> So yeah, man, I, I I love this um, 
the UK comics, as you pointed out, they're like half issues, and then they put an issue, let's say, like Machine Man in the end of it. Mm-hmm. Which, full disclosure, I'm having trouble getting the Machine Man. I've tried reading it, and it's uh, it, it is very um, emblematic of those um, 80s X Men or whatever franchise you're doing, where there is so much exposition from the narrator, just like the first issue of uh, Transformers is. Oh yeah, There's so much you have to know to know what's going on in the panel. So, and I've never been a big fan of Machine Man anyway. Yeah. He, you know who he reminds me of? Who? Dino Mutt. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a human Dino Mutt. Uh, the only difference here is Dino Mutt actually is, uh, you know, enjoyable. Yeah, he's entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> it helps to have Blue Falcon with him too. Yeah. Blue Falcon. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, man. Another thing I really like about this issue, and like these early issues are really good about this, they uh, they still play into those uh, those dynamics of the characters, but they are so much more well. I say mostly more subtle about it, but uh, like you know, say we actually get um, Megatron starting out noting that Starscream undermines his commands, but his advice is sound, mm-hmm. which you don't ever really get that in the, in the cartoon. There is so much information in the comic that's you you just have you'd have to have a, like an hour long episode of the cartoon to have all the information in there. Oh yeah. Oh, and we had a roster change on here. Oh, that's right. You want to go ahead and reveal yeah. that? Yeah, well, apparently we were mispronouncing his name last time. It's Ralph Macchio. He doesn't pronounce Weird. it like Ralph Macchio, yeah. Uh but yeah, <laughs> Jim Salakrup has taken over for him. Okay. Uh for this issue. Like uh Macchio only did <clears throat> issue one. Uh Salakrup <laughs> did this one. And it seems like uh, Machio became the editor of Daredevil and stayed on that until 1995. So that's probably he's like the toy toy comic. Nah, I'll do Daredevil. He he wasted his time. Daredevil. Who reads that book? What? Who's that guy? I put it on that. He'll never even get his own movie or show. Right? No TV shows. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, maybe a good move for uh, the Karate Kid. And the the cover art for this issue. Yeah, which uh, you know, has Bumblebee standing. Uh, was it? He's Is this one. Yes, yeah, Bumblebee standing in the garage. Yeah, like in front of Spark Plug and uh, Buster. That was done by Jerry Paris, who also did the issue one cover for UK that had Soundwave like just blasting the bejesus out of uh, Optimus. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, he did both of those covers. And I gotta, uh, I gotta look at my phone because I don't went off a physical copy of the comic, but uh, yeah, and he he did several other covers for uh, UK Transformers, he, yeah. and he did the letter work for Doctor Who magazine, and nice. now he works as an illustrator and storyboard artist. Well, very he, cool, he does some really good work. Oh, I'm, I'm, I did I'm a little sure digging on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, the, the I love the cover. Maybe we'll may hopefully get a picture of it for the um, thumbnail of the episode. But, oh yeah. Uh, I love this. Uh, Bumblebee is all written in that, that Scooby-Doo font. Friend or foe, festing in the tail. <laughs> the sting in the tail? Yeah. I, I think it's a bee pun. Oh, God. It, the letter, I read that, and I just said festing. The sting in the tail. My God. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so uh, the uh, the art of... Um, 
of Bulby is kind of weird, man. It, you couldn't even tell he's a VW bug. Yeah. It doesn't look bad though. I mean, he kind of looks kind of reminds me of a um, I don't know, like a G2 car. He's just he's just very he could be anyone, but the coloring shows he's obviously Bonvi. Um th- so, so also, man, they put on the cover, we're giving away Transformers toys. I mean, like if that didn't get you to buy a comic, I don't know what would have done it. Right. And also free inside a Transformers Iron On transfer. Man, oh yeah. And then like in the bottom, you know, which we'll have a picture of that for the YouTube. Yes, I would ask one more. I wanted to mention it, you know. Uh, so yeah, man. Immediately, the cover is light years beyond what the uh, U.S. one was, just because it kind of gives you that uh, that idea of what's in the comic. And it right. really, I mean, it takes like a it takes like a, a panel scene, not the actual panel, but a scene from the, those panels, and uh, blows it up, makes kind of exaggerates it, which is kind of cool. Oh, another first for this issue is they added the Autobot fact file. They did one on Hound. Right. And it's basically just uh, paraphrasing his tech spec bio. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's almost verbatim. Yeah, they kind of they laid it out a little differently, but yeah, it, it kind of yeah. it's kind of cool. They're continuing with the uh, the robot, you know, stuff. They're um, let's see, they, they I love this though. They also have little tie-ins to the the Mandala game, which from Machine Man, which kind of looks like Chinese checkers, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> so. You were telling me something kind of cool though that they um something about the letters they actually re- uh, they Im- reimburse the uh, people who wrote letters like if you got a letter printed they'd pay you like five pounds or three pounds or whatever like that yeah it was five pounds yeah which that works out to you know with translating to USD now that'd be mm-hmm. almost twenty bucks dude and that that was back in nineteen eighty four yeah so yeah five pounds back then. Yeah, you could have went out and bought you a, a side swipe or a prowl. Easily, easily. For that, yeah. I mean, talk cost for inflation, what are you talking about like more like fifty bucks? I don't know. Oh no, no. It would be twenty bucks now with inflation. Okay. okay, so twenty bucks now. Okay, yeah. I was gonna say. So yeah, yeah it, honestly, yeah. Yeah, it would have been I think closer to like six ninety nine, something like that back then. God. I the last toys I was uh collecting as a kid were the Predacons, the you know, as as in Predaking. Oh yeah, and uh, those the suckers are about twenty bucks a piece. Oh yeah, I want to say they were. I can't remember. It, I saved up for every single one of my I had though. When you're a kid, it might as well be a hundred. Yeah, pretty much was. <laughs> I was doing every chore I could, man. Begging, borrowing from uh, people who were you know family members. You know, unless birthdays came up or whatever. What do you want? I want uh, I want Headstrong or or whatever. Right. Oh, and there's a. a... Very interesting letter in here about the guy who was complaining that he couldn't find Megatron. Was it Tim Haley from Leeds was his name. And it turns out in the UK, they didn't get Megatron until 1985. Yeah. Uh, You found a uh, 1985 uh, catalog, right? Yeah, that was on uh, Botch the Crab's site. Oh, that's a great site. Yeah, he still has great stuff on there. So uh, yeah, you know, they like like us, you know, they had a lot of cool stuff. There's a lot of uh, Transformers that never made it out during 1985. You're telling me like Whirl, Roadbuster, um, uh, Perceptor, Perceptor, yeah, yeah Jetfire, I, yeah, Jetfire showed up in '86 finally, and I never saw the Constructicons on any of the catalogs. It doesn't mean they weren't sold, but they weren't put in the catalog. That's bizarre to me. And, yeah, well, and be- half of the Autobot cars didn't show up until '85. It was like. Uh, Sunstreaker, Wheeljack, and hmm. a few others. Like there's six. It's the six that you keep seeing in the ads. 
in his comics. Yeah, you know how they have the big picture with like Jazz fighting Thundercracker. Yeah, yeah, they'll have like the the six out. That's the ones that showed up in '84, and all the rest of them showed up in '85. Wow, along with Hoist and all those other guys showed up in '85 normally. I mean, if we have any people listening from the UK uh, who want to give us some insight on that, say like you know when you were a kid, what they had available or what they didn't have available. Definitely let us know in the Discord, email us, or anything like that. Because uh, oh yeah, please educate us. Man, you know, um, Boo. I mean, you grew up in Texas. I grew up in Florida. We, you know, I was lucky to see what I saw. But um, oh, they were everywhere here. I mean, yeah. I, I was in Houston, so we had plenty of toy stores. So yeah, well, I was not. So <laughs> we even oh, had like cold. diacrons right next to them, like just a whole God. like wall of them there. There was one little store uh, that was, I, I want to say, like on 12th Avenue in Pensacola. I don't know what the, what the place is now. I think it's like a children's advocacy um, center or whatever. But at the time, mm-hmm. it was like this little store that had like the the um, the Japanese uh, Go Lions. You know, was mm-hmm. with lead paint, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. The good ones. <laughs> and, and things like that. Like they a... probably had that kind of stuff <laughs> up in there. But uh, who knows? Uh, different Those times the days. best. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the lead, the tastiest of the uh, of the metals. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, so we're, like I said, though, um, Megatron is just noting that Starscream's undermining undermining his commands, but his advice is sound because Starscream, all he's doing is suggesting that Buzzsaw goes instead of Ravage because you know Buzzsaw flies. Um, yeah. But you know, Ravage proves that he's actually a master spy pretty quickly. Man, he he gets in there, sneaks around uses his alt mode to jump into the walkman of a, a guy walking around like a like a tape player dude it's agile it, <laughs> ravage is easily the the best of the decepticons in this this uh so far yeah i was gonna say he's the mvp so far like oh, he's, he's doing 100%. all the heavy lifting for him 100 <laughs> percent, and you know he's one of those guys that uh, I don't know. He almost like um. We'll get into the uh the stuff later in the issue, but you know, I almost feel like he's not 100 percent of the Septicon cause. But then Megatron praises him, so he's all in. You know, it, he uh, he talks to a certain Autobot later on, who you kind of get the feeling that you know they have a they have the same feelings about the whole war. But we'll see. Um, like they have so, a history. <laughs> yeah, they might. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Ravage, man, he spends hours and then gives the Decepticons a much-needed info on the fuel reserves there, which, if, in case anyone doesn't doesn't know the issue, I think, I think it's the Harris Nuclear Power Plant. Yeah, Harrison. Yeah, Harrison, Harrison Nuclear yeah. Power And I, I love that, you know, Megatron sent Ravage in just because Starscream asked for Buzzsaw. Yeah. It was like, yeah, that's a good idea, but we're not going to do it your way. We're going to do it <laughs> my way. Because he even thinks like, wow, Starscream's trying to uh, undermine me, but you know he's right. But I'm just not going to do it his way. Yeah, <laughs> and man, I'll, I'll tell you that the this issue really shows all the powers of the of the tapes. They really go into them a lot on this. Yeah, but I don't know if anyone they really were really was... underused. I mean, you had Rumble show up and wreck some stuff every once in a while in the cartoon. Yeah, but yeah, they really rely on the tapes. A lot actually. Well, I mean, they're 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 basically the espionage. Um, <clears throat> and Megatron knows. Oh, and sorry, BZ no, gave me some information earlier because uh, we were talking about the nuclear power plant was being half constructed. Yeah, and so the Decepticons are attacking it for fuel. Well, he talked to uh, Harold Lines from uh, AllSpark.net. 
mm-hmm. and he he works in nuclear power and he said yeah that thing wouldn't even have like fuel to run <laughs> god if, at that stage like he says it has to be completely finished and then tested and retested and then they'll do low power tests to start it up but like when it's half finished there won't even be any like fissionable material there yeah actually i i i watched uh i guess an uh, a special on a uh, three mile island and even though that was a disaster three mile island and there's, there's a problem that we went into the excessive testing they generally do and how long it takes to get an actual uh, nuclear power plant going so yeah there's no way this would be up and going yet yeah and you know let's be honest um we're jumping ahead a little bit here though um they they take they break apart the 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 uh, plant and make it into their base and then they still need energy I'm like what if one of the things they, they didn't, they said, wait, what do you mean it's not producing energy? Dude, come on. You know, I, I don't know. Well, yeah, they, they broke it first. <laughs> yeah, they, they did. Well, these are really nice materials. Let's take it back and use it. What do you mean it's it, you not know, working? If you blow up the gas station, you can't fill up. You yeah. got to fill up first. <laughs> you know, in uh, Megatron, though, he's uh, he notes that they, these are the same aliens that worked with the Autobots and that they possess technology that would help them attain energy. They they, mm-hmm. they possess the technology, but they're not done with this technology yet. Right. Man, I can tell you also, being that it's one of those uh, sought-after minicars, there's a full-page add-on giving away Transformers this contest, and there's Yellow Cliff Jumper. Oh yeah, he, Just, he's right there, big as, as life on the in the page, and you know we would like I have I have a yellow cliff jumper, I have a bumper, I have I have a red bumblebee, and these kinds of things, and uh, seeing yellow cliff jumper like right there blazing. I think that's the largest photo I've ever seen of yellow cliff jumper. Yeah, <laughs> they advertised the hell out of the guy. He wasn't even actual you know toy using the show or the uh, comic book. Yeah, I don't know, ironic. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're back. You know, so Ravage came back and gave that whole report. And uh, so, um, you know, Megatron's like, all right, go get it. And uh, so we get back there and um, the jets all take off with laser beat and buzzsaw uh, and um, take the tape mode uh, sound wave to attack the nuclear power plant. So sound wave transforms, jumps in the cockpit of one of them. I think this is Linear, so I can yeah. tell who was who. Yeah, it was uh, Thundercracker. Okay. And then uh, it, it laser- said it in the exposition. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dude, yeah. there's so much exposition. Oh, yeah. It's so much. It's not as bad as the first issue, but it's pretty good. Um, Laser Beak and Buzzsaw, though, I mean, they're they're pretty uh, used in these issues. This this and the next one I, I've read ahead. And uh, they are used quite a bit. They, they really make a point to note why they're so effective. And uh, so... They, oh, yeah, they all get to take a turn using their special weapons. Yeah. Here, here's why you should buy the toy. They right. uh, they started with Thundercracker's Sonic Boom, which uh, you know it shakes all the all the humans. They're all freaking out. And there's a, there's a um, little yeah, narration saying the attack is swift and deadly. I mean, and it is. Starscream drops cluster bombs on all the people. You see like bodies laying on the ground. Oh yeah, it's pretty brutal. <laughs> and uh, which are now outlawed weapons. Yes, cluster bombs. They <laughs> outlawed them like globally because Man. of Starscream, probably. Look, not in the Reagan's America, they weren't. Oh no! <laughs> Load Sorry, up. If you're listening, yeah. uh... <laughs> no, it was like 2010 when they finally outlawed them. Yes, because they kept finding them undetonated. Yeah, these <laughs> things are dangerous. Man. They're horrible. Yeah. Skyworb notes that the humans employ far better defensive methods in their on their machines than themselves. How backwards! So oh, yeah, yeah. I mean... he's trying to figure out why we're not building ourselves to be big and tough like our machines. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Like we're not running around like Iron Man. And uh, but the well, it, it kind of goes into that where they don't understand organic life. They think yeah. we're like them. So like, why wouldn't you upgrade yourself? What, are you dumb? I mean, <laughs> well, I don't know, maybe. Yeah, you know, he, like mm. they expect us to have you know exosuits or something to fight back. Anything? Yeah, no. we're, we're <clears> just so... a bunch of wimps. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get GI Joe in here. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, Second and Thundercracker. Oh, sorry. When he comes no, in, ahead. he does that, like half the page is just a boom. Oh yeah, <laughs> where he comes in and introduces them. <laughs> I like that though. They uh, they they use his uh, sonic boom, which he, what he's supposed to be known for, all the time. These issues. Oh yeah, he uses it a lot. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he's ever used it in the cartoon. No, he hasn't. Um, I don't. Yeah, no. I think actually, we're just to the point in Megatron's Master Plan, which that should be an upcoming episode here, where he actually has Dirge use his stuff more than I think he's ever had Thundercracker use anything as far as like the sound of his engines and whatnot. Cause Dirge always oh, yeah. has this whole sound. It's supposed to be like a, like a Dirge as a music. Yeah. That fear response. Yeah. yeah. So uh, anyways, yeah. back to this though. So yeah. the second wave attacks, this includes laser beak with this precision shot. So, so laser beak, I guess is a really good marksman with his lasers. Which, yeah. You know, and then ravage with his ferocity buzzsaw with his serrated beak. So that's oh, yeah, why he's diamond hard. Yeah. <laughs> and they take this serrated beat this diamond hard and rip through things. So yeah, you actually know why he's called Bustle now. And then the workers try to call for help, but Frenzy uses his power to overcome the radio signals. So you see Frenzy in like a silhouette in the back going, ah. He's like and a walking like, jamming tower. But uh there's a there's a really important message in the comic right here. Be safe with your fireworks. When it comes to Guy oh, yeah. Fox Day, be safe. <laughs> I, I I wrote these all down because some of them were kind of ridiculous. I started to uh, have a little, uh, you know, segue in here, but uh, keep your fireworks in a closed box and take them out one at a time and put them back when one at once. Okay, okay. Follow the instructions of each firework carefully. Read them by torchlight and never a naked flame. <laughs> so don't don't hold up to a torch. Like, what does this do? Um, <laughs> well, remember in the UK, a torch is a, a flashlight, idea yeah, exactly. No, I mean, like by the naked flame, like you're gonna hold a yeah. torch or a candle up to it, you know, well, like read the interpretation. You tell it to Americans and we'll get blown up. Oh, <laughs> use a torchlight, okay, we'll do that anyways. An electric torch, you idiot, <laughs> yeah, light into firework fuse at arm's length, dude. I get to see little kids like when well, we all did that, we're like, I don't want to blow my hand off. Uh, stand right. well back. Oh, okay. okay, sure. Never return to a firework once lit, dude. I don't know how many times you did this as a kid. Like, oh, it, it went out. It lighted again. How many times? Did oh, you yeah. I did that all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> especially like the ones that popped on you. You know, never put fireworks in your pocket. Well, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Keep your pets indoors. <laughs> there goes the cat. Right. And never Keep them away fool. from your friends. Yeah, never <laughs> fool with fireworks. Come on, man. Our kids, of course, we're going to fool fireworks. That's what kids do. Oh, and um, by the way, in case you uh you you didn't know what else to do with this issue, get your robot watch. <laughs> Chrono guy. Or oh like yeah, Chronoform. Yeah, they're like the the yeah the Chronoform, but uh, they're not quite. No, like they're almost the the Chronoform watches. They're they're like the the knockoffers in the Chronoform. But you, so this yeah. actually, 
I was kind of curious about when the chronoforms all came out. Apparently they came out in 84 also. So mm-hmm. uh, I, th- I thought they came out a little later, but maybe not. But uh, anyways, <laughs> back to the issue. Robo <laughs> uses his power to dislodge parts involved with a nuclear power plant in the Decepticons dismantle and make a base out of it. We oh, and you have a later. real world reference seeping yeah. in where the guys thought it was the Soviets attacking. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> like, oh. It's got to be the Russians. <laughs> Those, the Ruskies got us. Yeah. Why, why they would go to a power plant in Oregon to cause an earthquake and then take all the pieces of the, of the wall of an incomplete nuclear power plant, which, by the way, I don't know when you guys, uh, if you guys are aware when um, Chernobyl happened, it was in the 80s. Yeah, it was two years after this. So this yeah. is actually kind of a fun, you know, what if the uh, Russians took this and <laughs> took it and made their own nuclear power plant in Chernobyl? Well, you know, th- that ties into <laughs> what they did in Dark of the Moon. Oh, God. <laughs> using Transformer tech and melted the thing down. Yeah. <laughs> so uh. actually... That's a great real world, um, you know, uh, factor that creeping in there. So, uh, yeah, this is not an actual usable nuclear power plant. And they go and make a base out of it. It, well, you know, it also like... shows how alien they are because they don't even understand our most advanced tech. They don't they don't even know how it works. It's so primitive to them. It's like, yeah, yeah. You notice, he basically made another um, castle Megatron. Like a castle gray yeah. school he had on a on Cybertron. <laughs> oh yeah, his, his Castlevania castle. Yeah, he makes it out <laughs> of the nuclear power plant walls. <laughs> uh, so um, so back to the Witwicky garage. Sparkplug thinks Buster is playing a joke on him because he hears the car like oh, I'm dying, and uh, like all right, where's your friend at? He's like he's like dad, seriously, this car's dying. You got to help me here. It's like all right, all right. He goes, look. I don't know what to think here, but I'm just proud that you want to, you know, you want me to help. And he goes, dad, you can repair anything. All right. He's playing to his dad's vanity. You know, you're right. I can, I'll help you here. So <laughs> he goes as a, he spends all night to work on Bumblebee, but the whole time, like there's oil and coolant dripping out and, and Buster's like, it's like, this is his blood, dad. That's why he's dying. All his oil's leaking out. This, proves right here that they didn't know what to do with transformers at the time because you know we kind of you kind of hear the references like this in the show you know oil or my uh my my dipstick or my my leaking lubricant yeah leaking (laughs) lubricant my differential you know my alignment's off i mean obviously they didn't really have that sort of thing so uh yeah we're we're in like you know early territory here we're like leaking oil and coolant from a uh, transformer is going to be his blood you know, and this really points out a big difference between the Sunbow cartoon and this is there is no Energon yet. There's no Energon cube. There's no right. just dump anything into the Energon cube and it becomes fuel. These guys are struggling to find food, basically. Oh, yeah. They're they're beat yeah. up and uh, they're they're starving pretty much. And, you know, so this was this came out before the uh, cartoon. Yeah. So I'm sure they're writing the, the cartoon Bible at this t- this time. Like what's what's gonna be in the show? What what can you do? What can't you do? What what are the um what are the main elements of it? They, they didn't even write that for the show until halfway through season one. <laughs> well, I mean they kind of talked about it a bit. Um, you know, they, they were kind of figuring it out. I think they kind of wrote it as they went in season yeah. one. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, they didn't standardize it though until uh, at least after the the pilot, because mm-hmm. they hired yeah. like a new writing team for that. Well, I mean, you think yeah. about it, the Autobots flew at first, and they, then they didn't. That's why there's so many differences between what happens in the pilot is because they had a different writing team and didn't standardize anything until after that. Well, like like uh, we've talked about before, and uh, you know, Ed and I have talked about before also, during the 80s, there were a lot of like limited series, like short run things to see how they do. Right. Um, robotics is one that always comes to mind. Uh, comes to mind to me. Oh yeah. Um, you know, you have you know, GI Joe is one of the things they came out with a little, little limited series, and then it got really big, and so of course they ended up being this, like seven seasons of TV for um, right. you know, some of those being Deke. But uh, so you had like Transformers was technically four seasons, but like it was like three and a little bit on the end, and, and a movie. Uh, Jim was big, um, and he always had like one season. Yeah. So you had a lot of these shows that had, you know, limited series. They'll see how they do. If they're received well, then we'll make a full show out of it. Cause it was a, you know, they don't invest a lot then, but, uh, so right, yeah, they're being cautious. Different... Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, they're at this time until they was... weren't. <laughs> yeah. No, at this time, uh, that it was, it was during the, the time in the, in America where during the Reagan presidency, we, we, Ed and I joke about this a lot and you know, you know as well as I do, cause you're a little mm-hmm. bit older than I am. Where there was a, there was a whole thing where the I don't know the training wheels were taken off of uh, afternoon cartoons. Oh yeah, well it was illegal to make toy commercials yep. that were cartoons. Like Hot Wheels had a lawsuit about Matchbox oh, yeah. sued them. Yeah, that yeah. was the one they did it. Yeah, but and uh, they outlawed until eighty three. Yeah, and those, as long as you, uh, I think if you had like a lesson or you have PSAs and things involved, you can get right. away. With it. And they kind of they kind of got away from that, but. Anyway, well, so what Transformers did that was different, like, okay, He-Man always had like the little lesson at the end, and then G.I. <laughs> Joe had the PSAs. They did make Transformers PSAs, but they didn't use them because they actually worked the the educational and less part into the story. Yeah. That's why, like in the cartoons, they're like, oh, we've got to get the ruby crystals from Burma. See, they're teaching you geography. They they would yep. work it in like that. That's how they skirted that. <laughs> well, you know, you also you know, talking about how kids can work on oil platforms as well. Oh yeah, child labor. I mean, child labor is great. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the children you know, yearn for the mines. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they work on Bonneville. Well, Sparkplug works on Bonneville all night. There's this great uh, panel where uh, there it's a it's silhouetted of um, Sparkplug like leaning down, kind of like like he's just beat up, and Buster's over like cross room looking at him. And he pulls this great McCoy reference. He's like, "Oh yeah, son, I'm a mechanic, not a doctor." <laughs> because Buster, weirdly enough, is treating this uh, this car like it's a real living being, and uh, so he's just doing what he can. Like Sparkplug is doing what he can to figure it out, and he even knows. Oh, yeah, he asks if it's healed, not if he's fixed. Is he healed? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, in uh, Sparkplug, even like him's referencing how weird the car is. It's just like it's not normal, but he's going to keep yeah. working on it. And uh, so you know, um, they're still looking whole... for O in there, though. <laughs> yeah. And what kind of name is just O? The dude's name is just the letter O. Before before that, though, uh, there's a little bit where Bumblebee transforms to talk to them for a bit. And he basically, you know, kind of like, hey, I'm Bumblebee. I'm from Cybertron. That's why I think it says his code name is Bumblebee, is what he says. Yeah, he says code name. Yeah. Like it's not really his name. Exposition and like (laughs) Sparkplugs just ask him stuff. He's like, do all small pink things ask so many questions? (laughs) <laughs> sparkplug's like wow i didn't expect to get a, a like a smart aleck robot 
right? Yeah, he, he made Sparkplug kind of mad there. Yeah, he did. He's like, <laughs> yeah, they just fixed you. But uh, yeah, the, you kind of you cut away, and you have back in the city, Jesse and O are walking down the street with O holding a huge you know, tape player, like radio, like a boombox on his shoulder. <laughs> He's listening to this like broadcast, which mentions the Dazzler. Because remember, this is in Marvel. So, of course, they're going to mention a mutant to tie it in together. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Dazzler from the X-Men. And, uh, so you know, Ravage is like kind of skulking around in the shadows. And he sees the opportunity to use O's radio for, for copying. Um, basically, he, he turns to a tape, jumps into O's radio to listen, like record the whole conversation about what's going on. So, O and Jesse miraculously run into Bumblebee and uh, Buster in traffic. And uh, he kind of gives the whole thing, and like um, Buster talks about what about what happened at the, at the drive-in theater. This whole you know back and forth with them, and over references a show called That's Incredible, which uh, it was it was which was canceled. He said in the same like bubble, it, it was the like, same year actually. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it was canceled in nineteen eighty four, where people it was a show where people could like submit crazy stunts or recorded things like. Things they've seen. It was uh, kind of the, on the uh, same. I, I barely remember it. Kind of on the same thing as uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not. But it was like, yeah, um, it was like America's weirdest home videos. Uh, not crazy, not, not funniest, but like things you saw that were just don't make a lot of sense. They put it on there and they laugh about it and talk about things. Uh, but yeah, it didn't. They went from like eighty to eighty four. So right when this was uh, being written, it was probably canceled. So it was kind of neat right. to have oh reference that show because I forgot about it completely oh yeah i used to watch it religiously yeah <laughs> so meanwhile back in the ark old auntie <laughs> says that their fuel reserves are critically low unless a minimum fuel reserves are met swiftly they can't use the ark for flying like basically they're stuck there and uh they can't repel a decepticon attack yeah they're in bad shape yeah they're, they're out of gas <laughs> yeah, yeah they're, they have no food they can't they're like, you know, the 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 landlord's like, you got to do something, guys, because uh, we can't deal with this. And they're all discussing how they can refuel. The wind charger is like, it's the first time I see wind charger, by the way, it's just kind of cool. He says, like, Optimus, what they can do. And Mirage just suggests that they go and take it. Yeah. It's like, hey, we, why can't we just take this energy? And uh, so Optimus and decides they can Decepticon talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Ironhide's riding his uh his um his rascal scooter still. Oh yeah, well, and Ratchet is basically not ready to admit that we're you know sentient beings yet. They're not life forms like we know it. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. It's a little little hubris. They're uh, they're dying. And they got to deal do something here. But so Optimus decides they can uh, they can offer up Cybertronian tech in exchange for fuel. Maybe that, that's how they can get the, around this. Which I don't know. It's very. It runs me wrong. It's like not the Optimus Prime that uh, you expected. Like, you don't think they'd be like, sure, um, Dr. Fujiyama, you famous scientist, here's our, some of our technology. Now, can we ask? Oh, yeah. But, um, well, and there, there's actual uh, plots later in the comic series where they're trying to keep humans from getting Cybertronian tech. Really? Yeah, exactly. But first, Optimus shows up. He's like, yeah, let's trade them some of our junk. <laughs> I got this gun I don't use. You can have this. Yeah. But uh, you know, Mirage just has a little thought bubble. He's like, you know what? I don't I don't get this. You know, Decepticons wouldn't pander to dealing with the humans. Why should we? Oh yeah, he's thinking he'd been better off on the other side. Yeah, hundred percent He's like, we wouldn't 
it basically kind of has this whole thing where like why are we lowering ourselves dealing with them we could just take what we want truth being told they really can't because they're they're so low energy right now oh yeah and but yeah mirage is like super shady yeah he you get why he was uh they they use him as the plot for uh traitor on the mm-hmm. uh, on the sunday show even though in that in the show he wasn't at all like that well i would say except for the ending of the um the original miniseries where he climbed onto the Decepticon ship and uh he thought about you know going back to cybertron and he was deserting yeah, he's like you know what <laughs> i could just hide in here no one's gonna see me <laughs> and they made out where he was just really homesick but this mirage is a jerk <laughs> he is he sucks he, he's oh, an man. egotist yeah he really is yeah. he thinks he's above everyone you're right man and I gotta say, then we're we're on that line art for a while. We're back to color, and it's it's ugly coloring. Oh yeah, it switches back and forth. It's a little disorienting. If it just do one or the other, I'd be fine with it. I would rather have a line art rather than this colorist. What's that guy's Yeah, name? the line art's beautiful. Oh yeah, the colorist was his name again. Uh, Nell Yamtob. Yeah, Yamtob man. He, he that dude just like I think he was drunkenly using watercolors they found in Crayola watercolor books. It looks terrible. <laughs> There's like Hound has like nice line art and there's a green blob over top of where he is. You know, it's just this it's pretty awful. Oh yeah. But uh yeah, so Hound receives a signal from Bumblebee. Uh basically Bumblebee got got with a smart plug and they go to the junkyard and they kind of create this hodgepodge together, you know, um, I don't know, a communications terminal thing. That he he's got this like He's got like my first um, karaoke set microphone over in his mouth. He's talking. He's, yeah. So I met these guys. Uh, I think he can use his uh, his technology to make it so we can use fuel for uh, for energy. And, you know, dude, Optimus is like, problem solved. Let's go meet this guy. It's perfect. And so they all have this whole thing where they're all uh, they all get together. You know, he says something like, um, oh, it's Earth mode. And they all transform into cars. And then they rumble out of uh, the arc, and this is huge. Like they go straight up <laughs> the way it's drawn. It may be a forced perspective, but I mean, it looks like yeah. they come down this this road and they go straight up a hill and then out. Oh yeah, and it said that uh, what Huffer and Wheeljack built the road. Yeah, which yeah. I mean makes sense. There, Huffer is essentially an engineer, which yeah, I guess uh, makes him less a uh, insufferable jerk, and. Uh, you know, Wheeljack, of course, he does. Surprised Wheeljack doesn't have like pop out turrets or something in, in the middle of it. As a road didn't blow up or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a successful invention. Why? It didn't blow up. Um, <laughs> so they go on to meet the Witwickies where Bumblebee is hanging out. And that's it for uh, issue number three before we get to Machine Man, which, um, full disclosure, I could not. It was hard to read, man. He was fighting Rambo. Yeah, it was uh, his name was like well, it wasn't John Rambo. It was something. No, else. it was Joseph Rambo. Joseph Rambo, an investment, yeah. Uh, yeah. investment banker. Yeah, <laughs> that's weird because he was trying to rip off the insurance company. Yeah, what a <laughs> terrible kids comic book, man. Oh yeah, this you know it sounds like it'd be like a Crimson Twins uh, scheme. Oh, you're not wrong. You know, some white collar crime for you know Tomax and Zaymot. What was there the name of something enterprises like executive oh, enterprises? Uh, extensive enterprises extensive yeah. enterprises yeah god i love that very generic name <laughs> yeah they were they were the, the the business front to cobra 
Oh yeah. Which but yeah, he had to he was and then there was like a mobster that was uh what was it Gianelli? <laughs> G yeah, Gianelli was like facing off with Khan and Xanadu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then Rambo shows up and just threatens him out of nowhere. Because <laughs> Khan was like the the richest customer of the insurance company. Yeah. And then Machine like Man shows up. And it's just it's just yeah. nuts. And Machine Man looks like a like an Android version of the Shadow. Or not yeah. the Shadow, the Phantom. Oh, yeah. Sorry, the Phantom. Phantom. Yeah, I can see that. Oh man. Oh, I, purple on him. Yeah, it's like purple, but he's got that he's got that. He looks like a small um oh god, what are the um things in the um, X-Men, the um giant Oh the Sentinels? Sentinels, yeah. Yeah. He looks like a man sized sentinel. Mm-hmm. It's 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 terrible. <laughs> oh yeah, and then did you see how Rambo dies in this? No, I, di I didn't make that far. <laughs> he, okay, he flies away like he's got like flight power, and he's trying to get away from Machine Man. Machine Man's flying after and chasing him, and he turns around like to see if he's behind him, and he hits the power lines. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> uh -oh. And then Con swears he's gonna bend Machine Man to his will, <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it ends. <laughs> that's terrible. Yeah, it was just out, just out of the blue. He just turned around <laughs> to see if Machine Man was still behind him and just hit the power lines. <laughs> God, that's that's terrible. It's so bad. Yeah, that was the uh, that was the least interesting plot of any comic book I'd ever read. And I I liked <laughs> you know like the old Screwsring Duck comic books when I was younger. We had some of those, the or the weird Star Wars comics that went off in their little side adventures. Those things were more exciting than this. Yeah. God. What? That's I guess that's why it had to be side B for the uh, Transformers comics. Oh yeah. God, there was um there was uh, someone I think in the next issue on the letter column complaining about Machine Man. Yeah, there is. We'll save that for the next one. Though, oh, yeah. It, it, yeah, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, I got to say, uh, I always like to give a little review of the uh, of the episodes we watch. So of the issues, I'll say this. Um, line art is perfect. I mean, I think it's early still. It's it's they haven't kind of quite figured out a standardized look of them yet. And even Bumblebee in the next issue looks a little weird when how they draw them. But he's they're, they're trying to figure out what they look like compared to the toys. And the standardized look for the comic. So yeah. Wheeljack is still oh, not Wheeljack. Ironhide and Ratchet still have their their uh their rascal scooters. Yeah. And, uh, it was nice noticing Wind Charger because you could kind of tell with his head, but his his uh feet, you can see the uh the backs of the um it's not like Camaro is a uh, Firebird or was he Camaro? There's um, you about Wind Charger? Yeah. Wind Charger, yeah, he was a Trans Am. Trans Am. There's the back yeah. window slot that slotted window Trans Ams. You can see that on his yeah. feet, so you can see it was him. In Mirage, they actually did his head really well, as you could tell it was him. So, besides the fact yeah. that he kept complaining about, you know, being there. And, uh, yeah, honestly, for the a lot of the stuff in there, the, the lineup was great. The coloring just was, it was bad. I wish yeah. I could say something nice about it, but I can't find anything nice to say about it. It but, was yeah. in color. That's it. <laughs> Yamtov uh, really did not do the line art any any favors. And it might just be because I've, you know, I've, as I've gotten older, I've read more like, you know, non-colored comics, like the Walking Dead comics. A lot of like manga is not colored. 
I kind of prefer sometimes where there's uh, there's no color involved with these. I'm definitely on board with like no coloring. Well, I'd rather have no color than sloppy color. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. yeah, later on in the UK UK books, we were talking about this earlier, the coloring is really good because they, they're not using the American team. So Yamtov's not involved in color later on. Oh, yeah. Some of that stuff is, is just beautiful. You're saying it looks airbrushed. I said it looks painted. I mean, some of the stuff is just really oh, yeah. well done. And uh, I would take line art over Yamtov's or stuff right now. And then, like, you know, later on it, it goes, but it gets better. But uh, yeah, man, it was actually it was a good book. Um, there is so much exposition still, though. Oh yeah. Oh, and I have a bonus story. Whenever you're. Oh yeah, when it go for it, man. It is the Ballad of the Dragon Sixty Four. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Okay. Yeah, there's an ad early on in this issue where they it's a Weetabix thing, and they're giving yep. away you know a Dragon Sixty Four home computer. Yep. So I I had to look it up. I had to see what this thing. I wanted to see what. It, what it had in it and yeah so it was a welsh personal computer that came from uh it may not be pronouncing this right but swansea wales yeah that they're marketed in the u.s through new orleans oh yeah there's an ad okay uh from a company called tano but it was mainly you know in europe okay so they were produced from 1982 to 87, and they used a, a Motorola MC was six eight zero nine E uh, processor that had 0.89 megahertz. Okay. It didn't even have one megahertz. It was like almost one megahertz. It ran Microsoft Basic and their own proprietary Dragon DOS. Okay, that was its operating system that would use. Um, Okay, they had like a lot of graphics limitations, which is why they couldn't compete. Their main competitors were, uh, what is it, the, it was basically the Tandys from yeah. uh, Radio Shack, but it was like the pre-Tandys, the, the uh, TRS, that's what it was. So, okay, they had graphics limitations, so they were having a lot of trouble with that, and it was like an 8-bit machine, but had some 16-bit capabilities, but not much. It didn't have any built-in disk operating systems. But you had a lot of peripherals you could add, and its main storage, like it didn't have a hard drive, it had a compact cassette tape. <laughs> I remember these barely. I do. Yeah. So anyway, they, they started making these in 82. Dragon filed for bankruptcy in 84. Yeah. So this is when this promotion is going. They're filing for bankruptcy at the same time. <laughs> no wonder okay. they're trying to give this stuff away. Right. Well, it got purchased by a Spanish company called, get this, Eurohard. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> trying to keep it PG, but, you know. Oh, it's <laughs> got some Emmanuel so, over there. Right. Well, that company went bankrupt in 1987. God. Okay. So the remaining stock in Europe was given away to subscribers by a Spanish electronics hobbyist magazine that had bought all their old stock. So if you did a, a three-year subscription to their magazine, you got one of these Dragon 64s for free. Please Just for subscribing. It. Right. And they had so many of these. Like, this started in 1987. They were able to do that until 1992. Oh, God. They did with these old... 8-bit computers into 1992. Okay. 
it gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, there's more. Right. Because you still had the all the American stock that Tano had imported. Oh, and God. so it was still possible to purchase one of these computers new in box in America until 2017 from Tano's stock. God. They still had them like unopened that they were selling online. I, I don't know how to, how to feel like this. <laughs> right? I, I, what the heck? It'd be like you, you go someplace and you find they're fully stocked of unopened Betamaxes. <laughs> you know? so, I, I have a feeling though that the unopened Betamax actually might be worth more than these things. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I went down the rabbit hole on this one. I was like, this thing just keeps getting crazier and crazier. And yeah, they, they were still selling them brand new until 2017. I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> you can imagine like the you open the box and it's all yellowed oh yeah well and there's a, a guy on ebay we saw because we were looking to see if there were any like on ebay yeah and there's somebody selling uh i guess repro stickers for them to to freshen them up to replace the the stick the dragon 64 stickers on them okay look full disclosure i'm welsh <laughs> i'd love one of these things just to have it but i don't want to put it anywhere because I, I don't want it to take up the room because this old computer's Oh yeah, and you have to get one of the big monitor. It doesn't come with a monitor. You have to get one of those big clunky like cathode ray tube monitors, the CRTs. No, it didn't even come with a monitor. No, it 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 was just the base computer, and then you can add all the stuff. And I think the monitor itself was just monochrome anyway. Yeah, so you get either the green or the amber. Oh man, God, green or the amber? Yeah. The Oregon Trail Oregon, type Oregon stuff. Trail wasn't just a uh, funny meme, kids. That's the only colors we had. Yeah, I was saying, it's all we had. It's all we had. <laughs> we see that United Dysentery screen. It's all green and black. That's because that's what we had. <laughs> Not dysentery, just the, the screens. Well, some I'm of sure us. Some people probably had dysentery, but you're not, not I either. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't admit it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh, man. So... Uh, yeah, okay. Once again, I'm going to tell you guys, um, I'm going to add something back to the show notes this week. Uh, Simon Lech, who has the um, the um, Sunbow Archive, the dude, he's had a hard time. He got kind of got by for a while. And people were actually you know, able to help him to go fund me. And uh, he is, he he's almost there. He got a job. He's, he's trying to get solvent again, but he isn't going to get paid until after rent is due. So he's, he put up his GoFundMe in to help out. The guy does a lot of good stuff for uh, all fandoms really of, um, of Sunbow cartoons and shows. So I'm going to put that back in the show notes. Um, I mean, whatever you can do, if you can you know, throw the guy five bucks, he'd appreciate it. Um, visit the Sunbow archive. The Sunbow archive has so much stuff. It's staggering. Oh yeah. It's great. I yeah, love it. Um, you know, email us at more than pieces guys at Gmail, uh, at his transformers and gmail.com. Um, visit the discord, visit axonunderground.net, or look for the uh, Facebook page of the axon underground. Uh, it's a, uh, you know, good community, uh, always growing again. Cause back in the, uh, uh back in the mid to late nineties, it was a pretty big, uh, website, but things have moved on towards Facebook and whatnot. So we're, they're trying to you know, get it all kind of moved over that way. Oh yeah. So, also a Discord for the Axon Underground, which you can find on the uh, in the in the group. So, so anyways, long story short, 
come say hi. Um, tell us what you think of the show. Tell us if you like it, you don't like it, what's, what we're doing wrong, what we're doing right. And, um, you know, let your friends know about it. Like, we're trying to try some different things here, uh, going with the comics as well as the TV show or the movies. We're, um, should, we should be branching out in some new territory here very soon. A friend of mine, Jim, from, uh, from uh, Canada, he and I are going to get collaborating on something as well. So more stuff happening, branching out, trying new things. That'd and be, uh, be cool if you guys were here for it, you know, just saying. All right, so... Uh, that's it for right now. Uh, anything you want to close with, man? Ah, uh, yeah, I got another quote here. Go. Wow, They're the friends of the one with whom the accursed Autobots have established contact. Ravage? That's Ravage again. Yeah. <laughs> he talks a lot. <laughs> he has the best lines, too. He does. And he's always, you see his thought bubble, so you can see what's going on in his head, too. It's, it's a lot of fun. He is the MVP for sure. All right, y'all. Oh, totally. <laughs> Thanks Bye. for having me. See you later. <laughs>